Hey y'all, it's your favorite host that does the most, Ariel, and it's time to get schooled. Welcome to another episode of Get Schooled. I'm here with my friend Gabe. Hello, hello. <laughs> so would you mind telling us about yourself? Sure, sure. My name is Gabe Holper. I'm a junior here at AU I'm from Brooklyn, New York. But my family just moved to New Jersey, so I guess that makes me a New Jersey kid too. Nice. Um, just recently started getting into fashion design, event planning, and stuff like that. Had an event, uh, AU artist event a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, I was there, the showcase? Yeah. yeah that was so yeah. tough. You enjoyed it? Yeah. Yeah, now that was fun. So I've just been getting into like concerts and clothes and stuff and just trying to, you know, keep it positive too. <laughs> nice. So could you tell us a little bit about your clothing line? Because I thought that was really cool. Um, just the fact that like AU students have like a really strong like arts outreach, specifically like homegrown type of stuff. And I think it's really cool seeing everyone kind of work from the bottom up. Yeah. So would you mind telling everyone about your fashion line? Of course, yeah. So... The name is East Sky Studios. It's actually my grandmother's name. Um, the logo is her signature. And most of the art and designs that I source are her original designs. So she's been a painter for her whole life. Uh, nice. Both my grandparents, actually. And they live in France. So That's so cool. Yeah, whenever I get a chance to call her and, you know, after classes so I get the time difference right, you know, she gives me advice on how to start and, you know, gives me some feedback on my designs and stuff like that. I really just started doing this shit, like, a few months ago. Okay. Yeah, cool. and, um, you know, it's been pretty good so far, getting some good feedback, so nice. I feel the momentum. So, like, what is the sort of theme or the style of your brand? I guess, I mean, recently I've been doing screen print stuff because people like that logo, that signature logo, yeah. but I've been trying to keep it one-of-one one only, so I've been trying to do, like, if I make a pair of pants or a jacket, I want that design to be the that exists like that or if I make a similar one I want there to be some slight difference so people feel really special when they put on an East Sky item and I feel like at the end of the day you know when you get dressed in the morning you, you want to express yourself and it feels good to wear an outfit that you, you, know, you feel confident in so that's kind of the theme I try to you know loop back in with nice and like do you think it's important that in an environment like AU where like the pace is just really fast and it's kind of competitive do you think it's important for students to really invest in other students, like invest in other, you know, forms of art that, like, they see on campus? Yeah, I, th I think it's very important. Honestly, I think, especially for artists who sometimes the measures of the success isn't so tangible, like, you don't know when you're doing something right or wrong. You know, it's kind of just, it's a process when you're developing your art and your craft. Yeah. So I think especially having feedback from other students and, and positive encouragement is the most one of the most valuable things uh, we could help each other out with because that keeps keeps artists going and you know creates just a more positive energy overall. Nice. You know, nice. And uh, talking a little bit about your showcase that I went to um, a couple weeks ago, I think it was really cool just seeing because I know there was a mix of like AU students and just like local talent in general, mm -hmm. which I always think is so cool to go see because you know. Um, just like seeing everybody come up together is just like a really interesting, yeah, yeah. like it's just a really interesting environment and kind of in today's social media sphere, it's just like, oh, who has the most clout, who has the most mm -hmm. clout, but like 
it's also good to recognize talent and it's also good to, you know, highlight them in any way possible. So do you think that by using your platform to like lift other people up, like is that a more important like facet of, of what you do or is it more about, I guess, just finding cool stuff and just seeing what other people would like? Yeah, well, one of the main reasons I, I wanted to organize that show is because I didn't see anything going on at AU already that, yeah. that reminded me of that. You know, in New York, they have a lot of, like, DIY events where okay. people get together. Or there'll be, like, a promoter, organizer that knows, a, you know, groups of artists and stuff, things together into one space. And I didn't really notice that thing going on uh, at NDC or at AU at all, really, gotcha. unless it was, like, an on-campus event or something. So yeah. I wanted to first bring it off-campus so people don't feel like cops are going to come or, like, True. they're going to see a teacher or something like that. <laughs> And then secondly, yeah, of course, like uplifting each other is, is the only way to go. I think there's no there's no point of being closed-minded. I, the most important part, though, to me, is getting all different groups together. So you'll have the fraternity people, you'll have the artsy kids. You'll sometimes you even have teachers coming to the show. We had a couple of teachers come to the last show, um, and then just getting people from out of state, from hopefully other countries soon. You know, just getting everyone together in one space and for the, you know, for the purpose of the, the art and the event. Nice. So is DC a good market for that? Because I find that, like, there's a lot of homegrown talent here, but you kind of have to go out of your way to, like, organize stuff like this. So do you think DC is a good market for, like, local talent? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't really know the answer to it, though. Okay. I, I've only been here for, for two years plus, and okay. so far the people uh, the people I've worked with and the places I've been, uh, you know, it is kind of hard to find, like, those right channels to, to get artists to perform at those right venues okay. um but i think there's a lot more exploring i could i could be doing and there's a lot of places in dc i've never been to so I'm, I'm optimistic that dc is going to be the right place for this type of movie cool dc is so expensive though i feel like compared <laughs> yeah. to because i know when i first came here from philly i was like it's a culture a little bit of a culture shock it right? was such a culture shock especially like the accents, Loki, like, like Baltimore accents, I'd be like, my name is lingo. not Uriel. Like, <laughs> but it definitely was a culture shock, like, trying to figure out um, just what the vibe is out here, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I feel like a lot of, like, East Coast, like, coastal cities really have, like, the same sort of vibe. I mean, New York, y'all on your own type of time, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, New York is a special place for sure. I think D.C., people normally think about D.C., like politicians, you know. Yeah. Everyone has their internship on the Hill or everyone has... I know, right? <laughs> everyone's like, got some, like, you know, social activism movement that they're involved in, which is good. But that's, like, the only thing people think of when they yeah. think of D.C. And I think we can kind of re redefine the identity of the city, especially through the younger generation. Yeah. Also, with, like, gentrification really ravaging through neighborhoods and making it seem like, oh, gen or, um, D.C. neighborhoods can only be the you know, center for this type of person or this type of art. Yeah. But, you know, all art can thrive here. And I think it's really cool that local students can see their, you know, counterparts and people that, like, came up in the same area as them. How do you think D.C. differs from New York? I was kind of talking about it a little bit, but, like, how do you think the transition was for you? Yeah, that's a hard question. <laughs> there, there's a lot of differences. I mean, for one... People in D.C. on the street just seem a little bit nicer, you know. Everyone really? has a little more of a smile on their face. In New York, if you look at someone for too long, they might take it the wrong way. <laughs> they might think you have some type of problem. So, have you lived in New York all your life? Yeah, oh, so okay. I lived I lived in Brooklyn um, up until this summer. I mean, okay. my, my family moved to New Jersey uh, very recently, but yeah, I've been born and raised in Brooklyn. Um, 
I was actually raised in the same house my mom grew up in. So nice. Got some deep Brooklyn roots. But in terms of other differences, I don't know. There's just so many people in New York. So there's so many yeah. type, different things going on. We have five boroughs. So each borough has their own kind of identity. Yeah. DC, I think it's only like half a million people, maybe like 700,000, something like it that. It is really small. So that's, pretty, that's a pretty small city, you know. Also, I noticed like the streets here are really clean. I don't know if that's just like meant to be like a staple. Yeah, it is way more so. clean. The metro yeah. too, because yeah. New York there's rats everywhere. It's Bro, dirty. right? <laughs> but yeah, I think it's good. Also, like we were saying, to just like highlight the people who are just like working hard rather than just being like, oh, who has the most clout? Yeah, because I so feel easy like yeah, to, to rely on that now. Yeah, that social media and everything. Yeah. People could put a whole persona up on their Instagram, and then you see them in real life, they won't even want to talk. People, you know, I feel like that happens a lot, a lot of the time because people get so comfortable in their little like social sphere they have yeah. on their on their phone that they forget like you gotta really, you know, show who you are in real life to, to people. And stuff, yeah. So. Also, just like being on a college campus, like it's easy and it's hard to be social because you have to like go out and seek your own social sp- spheres yeah. rather than just being like, I guess like in high school or whatever when like you were just there. Yeah. Like, you actually have to, like, leave your room, which <laughs> I, I got to say I'm guilty. Like, it's so easy just to stay, right? Stay comfortable. Also, it's cheaper because DC be playing with these Ubers. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but, it's um, definitely easier to stay in your comfort zone. So yeah. I get out of it. But how important is it to you that people, like, expose themselves to just art in general? Like, expose themselves to rather than just, I don't know, watching a show on Netflix, like, going out and seeing a local play like how yeah. important is it to you that people like go out and seek art well yeah it's important to me it's something that i value you know everybody's different but in my family i come from a family of artists so it's kind of nice. like that's like embedded into me my sister goes to art school nice. um i have you know uncles aunts my grandparents like i said been artists their whole lives so it's something that's kind of like embedded in my own identity and something that i value but you shouldn't have to convince somebody that like art is going to be good for the worst art on someone and maybe like it'll have like a, a boomerang effect like they won't they'll be less interested than they would have been if they had kind of found it themselves yeah no i totally feel that especially because i like in contrast i don't really come from a family of artists mm-hmm. i mean we appreciate a good movie every once in a while but yeah. we're not necessarily like very involved in the arts and philly does have a really big art scene so we definitely be missing out i'm not going to lie but um (laughs) it's good that my professors really instill in us that like going to see local theater is really good as well as going to see more um upper class theater i guess i could say more highbrow theater just because it's good to get exposure from all angles especially like forcing us to go see on-campus productions, mm-hmm. like, even ones that aren't just um, department productions, like, student-run productions, which, I mean, no shade to student productions, but, like, <laughs> y'all be running on y'all own type time, which is, like, that's good for you, but, you know, I'm really just going to have to think a little bit harder next time I do a student <laughs> production, especially that, like, no-credit type thing be, like, really Jeez. messing me up. Yeah, we need but, that Ariel production, the original. Listen, I can't be a director. I respect directors, but, like, it's just not my calling. Because yeah. I just can't deal with people's attitudes all at one time. I just yeah. don't have that patience. You got to be a problem, you know, major problem solver. You really do. So I definitely yeah. feel you. That's difficult. 
and you just have to have like a really specific vision like I know my vision always changes like if I want something to go this way I'll be like I think it's better if it goes this way and then like everybody is confused so I'm better at like following directions even though I don't like to I'm better at following directions than giving directions (laughs) that's definitely like one part of just like growing up and going to school in general because you yeah. learn how to deal with all different types of people and that adapt to different so situations. true. That is so true. Like, I didn't realize how many different personalities I would see yeah. in the classroom. I actually talk a little bit about this in episode two where we were just, like, talking about the difference be- differences between public and private school yeah. and just how, like, you just get such an exposure. I mean, like, not necessarily a socioeconomic, like, socioeconomically diverse like group of people but definitely just like a diverse group of people in the way that like one person is from a very different place than someone else and college is really the epicenter for that because there are just so many different types of people and you have to figure out how to like work with them all in this space which is it's a lot especially if you're in the arts (laughs) yeah no definitely it's difficult to deal with at times, but I think in the long run, it's good for all of us to try to just get along. That is true. <laughs> and just try to understand each other. Cause yeah, see where people's coming from. Because it could be yeah. someone that you don't agree with, but they could still have things to teach you, and you could still have things to teach them. So That's so true. Just keeping an open mind, I think, is one of the most important things. That's so true. <laughs> so how do you think your major PR, right? Yeah, PR. Is helping you with your like art scene and art? So this semester, I've actually noticed that it's been the most uh, helpful, like, like outside of class. So okay. I'll use, like, I have this one class where I'm doing, like, content creation, and I'll learn something on, like, Photoshop or Adobe Illustrator, and then nice. I'll be able to directly apply it to my next design or, like, reworking the logo or something like that. So I think I got lucky this semester with that. But then I'll have a history class where the teacher is talking the whole time. Oh, and I'll just be in my notebook just writing down. I'll just, like, in my own little zone and stuff. Yeah. So it's definitely uh, give and take, you know. Some classes help more than others. But my, my major in general is, like, PR is kind of, like, learning to hype people up or get people interested, changing public opinion. So yeah. I think all those things, all those disciplines will help me out in the long That's run. That's so cool. And I think it's really good that we have people on campus who are, devoted to changing the narrative because mm. we have a lot of people who are just very strict in the way that they like to think yeah. so it's good yeah, that we have leaving, right? I know right <laughs> which also guilty because I'm not trying to stay in DC how about you yeah I actually don't know so I was thinking about staying this summer because I have my lease in my apartment I won't have to pay if I'm not going to be living there um, but I think depending on how, how the next shows go and stuff and um you know, if I get some more traction, momentum, then I might have to stay in D.C. Nice. Oh, he said shows. Okay, cool. <laughs> tough, tough, tough. So I'll have to be going to those soon. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get them set up. I'm going to get... It's in the works right now. I can't tell you any specific details. Okay. But uh, it's, it's That's why I had to say. Works. Listen. <laughs> no, the last one was a lot of fun. Me and my friends had so much fun. Mm-hmm. So we're looking forward to the next one. Yeah, it's coming up. Coming so up. nice, nice. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Thank you so much. I hope it wasn't too high stakes. Oh, to... it was perfect. Good. <laughs> good, good, good. I, like, always try to make it remotely comfortable because mm-hmm. I know it's just a lot to be on a microphone. Like, even now, I'm still a little bit, like, flustered, but it's... Nah, you're a pro. I can tell. Listen, I try. You know what you're doing. I try. All right. Thank you and... for the opportunity, though. I appreciate it. No problem. And that was Get Schooled. 
For this week's Student Spotlight, we were so blessed to have sophomore Jada Himes record two of her amazing selections for us. Uh, they're called Cornrows and Candies and Working Women. Hope you enjoy! This summer, I wrote a lot of pieces surrounding the idea of Black womanhood. And my poem, Working Woman, is basically just about that. It's about my experiences as a Black woman wanting to enter corporate America, yikes, <laughs> and how corporate America would see me. It starts like this. I've been working on becoming the woman I need to be. I've been spending days and nights, days and days and nights, just working on me. Sometimes I feel like just a seed in the cracks of the concrete. Two thick walls pushing up against me. Two thick walls making it hard to breathe easy. Two thick walls blocking the world from seeing me. But I am a working woman, still growing in the concrete. I am breathing and letting the sun shine, shine, shine on me. I know I will grow tall. I will grow tall and be seen. But right now, I am a woman working, working on me. This is my piece called Cornrows and Candies. And it's actually one of my favorite pieces. It's about my childhood and growing up. And I feel like we don't really talk about childhood that much. It's kind of like something that's buried in. So writing this was great for me just to get it all out and on paper and kind of turn my childhood into an art form. And a lot of my friends really like this piece too because they can resonate with it. It starts like this. In the simpler times of cornrows and candies, Nativity ran through my veins and out through the curls of my hair, innocence being found in spirals. The training wheels spiraling on my hot pink Barbie bike. The pancake batter spiraling around in the bowl as mama mixed and mixed. And the lollipops abuela bought me. The spirals met up at the center. We used to call it the rainbow brick road. In the simpler times of cornrows and candies, life smelt of vanilla sprinkled with ignorance. How sweet. Sana sana galita terana was the ultimate healer. But the sugar zested reality dissolved once I realized some hurt could simply not be healed. Sino sana hoy sanyara manana. The pain spirals away just like that in the simpler times of cornrows and candies. 